Texas Congressman Lance Gooden joins me to explain how major charities are aiding and abetting the human trafficking across our border. I'm Sarah Carter. On the latest Sarah Carter Show, I also have a lot to say about how the FBI is getting more and more partisan and why that is very dangerous for our nation. Follow the Sarah Carter Show wherever you get your podcasts. Caltech Innovation is back-to-back. You've heard me talk about Caltech's P50 pistol. Now here comes the new 9mm P15 carry pistol. Quality engineered, the 9mm P15 carry pistol is the lightest, thinnest of its kind in Caltech's first striker fire handgun. And as another first, the P15s feature a totally unique patent-pending 15-round extended magazine. Now other features include ambidextrous grip, safety, reversible mag release, and the hybrid fiber optic night sights with full adjustable rear that all comes standard it's from Keltec inventors of subcompact polymer and now metal handguns the p15's gator grip texture on the polymer version increases stability and makes for easy accurate handling while the all metal version offers comfortable but positive traction and a really beautiful wood grip panel the p15 is the dependable firepower you need to secure your world see the new nine millimeter p15 first up close and personal at keltecweapons.com that's k-e-l-t-e-c weapons.com Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. What is wrong with demanding for an easy, safe kind of their income, a path to a safe place for them to win, or excuse me, to to work? Um. That's John Fetterman in Pennsylvania at a speech. Was that that was yet? Was that speech yesterday or the or the evening of the day before? I think it was yesterday. I think it was yesterday. Uh, wow, that was uh, that was rough. Welcome back to the program, Dana Lash here with you. Always good to be with you. This Thursday for Labor Day weekend. I hope you had a good summer. We're in the Burr months officially now. It's time for spooky season. I can get my everyday supplies. This, I, this whole thing with um, Pennsylvania, I was reading about, let me pull this up. I was reading about this fight that uh, Peter Thiel and Mitch McConnell are having about funding different Senate candidates. And it's just, it's kind of, it's just, it's some power jogging and influence fighting. And I hate all that stuff. And I, I noticed yesterday while that fight was going on. That and Republicans were getting involved in that. Did you see the way that the Fetterman campaign is responding to criticism or not even criticism? When you hear a guy running for Senate talk like that, it is perfectly legitimate and just to ask whether or not his health issues could impact his performance if elected. In fact, it's your job to ask that. And so bringing the stuff up, because I think somebody, I think it was some Oz surrogate, surrogate that retweeted it or something. And the Fetterman campaign came back much in the way that Biden came back and, and said, I have a stutter. Don't make fun of the fact that I can't string two words together. That's kind of ignorant to say that, by the way, because that's not what people who stutter, that's not what they deal with. Fetterman was saying, it's so mean. How dare you ask that? I've had a stroke. I've had a stroke. How dare you ask that? Have you seen some of the stuff that Fetterman and his campaign have said about Oz? 
I mean, it's it's petty and really juvenile and really mean spirited. And he really wants to act like a tough guy. But then you ask a legit question about whether or not he could actually do his job as an elected official because of his health. And he immediately wants to play victim and say, oh, you can't do that. You can't ask me any questions. So apparently you're not allowed to ask any questions or make any kind of observations about Oz's health or our Fetterman's health. Because he's going to hit hit back and say, boo, you can't say that. I've had a stroke. That's not like a get out of criticism free card, dude. You're running for the elect. You're running for office. You're running for Senate. If you if people have every right to ask you about this, you don't get to dodge that. No, if you don't want to answer it, then get out of the race. I have to say, this is the stupidest campaign I've ever seen. Can I just for one minute? Pennsylvanians. I'm just, we are all wrapping you up in a big hug right now because, wow, it's tough. It's tough. I can imagine it's tough for you guys. These are your candidates. Neither of them can campaign. And I see the stuff that Oz's campaign puts out. I retweeted this and I removed it off my rundown. I guess I just didn't want to talk about it anymore last night. But I saw, this is what Fetterman tweeted. He goes, I survived a stroke. Plenty of others have dealt with health challenges, too. Can you imagine if you had a doctor who mocked you for it? Dude, you're running for Senate. You mocked him for everything about where he's from to his health, so don't act sensitive now. But it is just wild to see the way that Oz's campaign has been handling some of this stuff. They were hitting him and going back at at one of the debates and... um, I just I want to know who's making these decisions. Someone said this guy makes Joe Biden sound like Chris Hitchens. I mean, he's not someone said he's not running for make a wish. He's running for Senate. So people can absolutely ask him about this. But the Oz campaign. Oh, man. I really need them to campaign better. Really. I mean, we're, I really need them to campaign better. It's just, it's rough. They said that uh, Fetterman was acting like he, he wasn't well enough to go to one debate. If you can't debate, you can't do your job. How are, how are you going to be a Senate? He's limited. I get that he's had, he, he attended a campaign fundraiser in the Hamptons, and he's had limited public appearances. And he's only held two public appearances. He had a stroke in March. Uh, and he had speeches in uh, Erie and in Pittsburgh. And that's when he went after where Oz is from and how much money he has. And he said he was working with a speech therapist, etc. And he apparently, though, he was trying to get out of these debates. He was saying, oh, he's recovering. But then he was like going to the Hamptons for fundraisers. And then when people ask questions about his health, he, he accuses you of mocking him. And you can't say he, they're trying to make it to where it's a sacred thing. You can't ask anything about his health. Otherwise, you're a mean person. Aren't you a mean person if you don't want to be transparent to the people that you demand to represent and you don't tell them anything about your health? I mean, that kind of seems, you know, that that kind of seems like that's that's what's mean. It just, um, golly, just, I don't know. It, it, it's he's well enough. He's well enough to debate. He really is well enough to debate.
Ammo is expensive and in short supply. Did you know that you can train without ammunition at your home using the Mantis X? All the best shooters in the world do a significant portion of their training with dry fire practice at home. The Mantis X firearms training system is a no ammo, all electronic way to practice and improve your shooting accuracy. It simply attaches to your own firearm like a like a weapon light and you can use it at home or at the range. The Mantis X gives you data-driven real-time feedback on your technique and guides you through drills and courses. 94% of shooters improve within 20 minutes using Mantis X. The Mantis X is used by the Marine Corps, Army, and Special Forces. It's military-grade technology at an affordable price. And the Mantis X can improve your shooting dramatically, and it's a must-have for every gun owner. If you believe in your Second Amendment rights, you should also be able to act on your Second Amendment responsibility and be competent and confident in your shooting ability. Start improving your shooting accuracy today. Get yours at MantisX.com. That's Mantis x.com and now all of the news you would probably miss it's time for dana's quick five brought to you by caltech oh, stephen colbert has officially lost his ratings battle with my friend greg gutfeld so the show gutfeld was the most successful in that late night landscape in that television category this past month colbert's late show went unchallenged and now no, it was Gutfeld got 2.19 million viewers compared to Colbert's 2.15 million. So look at that. Do you think that uh, media is going to? No, media is not going to announce it. Come on. Let's, 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 let's be real. This was a, a story. This is from uh, an NBC. No, sorry. Fox 5 in New York. They were this survey. It was a new Gallup poll. They said 16 percent of Americans say they currently smoke marijuana more than they do cigarettes uh they said last year 12 percent of respondents said they use marijuana uh 48 said that percent said they tried at some point in their life 16 percent said they currently do currently smoke it that's i don't care i really don't i don't give a rat's ass about pot i don't care i don't care i want i want to be able to you can't even carry your gun anymore we're going to sit here and focus on shut up stupid uh let's see yeah even after the supreme court even after the supreme court fight this uh, Norwegian Tesla owners go on a hunger strike over bad customer service, they said, and build quality. Mm. They said Tesla hunger strike in Tesla country, number one, they're, they're, they're Norwegians are striking. Apparently, it's this problem that they're, that Tesla's dealing with. It's not the best PR, apparently. It's according to a re- report by The Drive. They said that they're trying to get Tesla's attention by doing this. There's all kinds of pictures. They, they parked their cars in a parking lot that said and spelled help. It's actually kind of clever, but um, I don't know. I don't trust a lot of the stuff that I read about the Tesla thing. You know, the commercials where the guy was like, oh, Tesla's driving their uh, self-navigation or self-driving uh, software is the worst ever. What the guy in the commercial didn't tell you is that he's the owner of the competing company that makes the software that does the same thing. That's what they don't tell you. You didn't know that, did you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. A couple... Golly, a couple got booted from a Major League Baseball game because they were being skanks, like actual skanks in the bleachers. It was a Toronto Blue Jays game and it was on Monday evening and they just, I mean, people recorded it. It was ridiculous. And they, thankfully, there were no other attendees sitting next to the pair and it was on the ground of the Rogers Center Stadium. Isn't this the second time this week that something like this came up? What is wrong with people? Like you, do you not have homes and bedrooms in your homes? Like you don't need to be doing that at the ballpark. Nobody wants to see that mess. 
Up next, Phil Kirpin and how the inflation bill that Biden signed is using Medicare to to rating Medicare to pay for Obamacare. Again, stick with us. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We got to wait for it. Do you remember the 21st night of September? See, there we go. Now we got it in. It's like we got to play. It's going to be May by what's what's that Justin Timberlake band name? Instinct. That's right. And we got to play that in May. We got to play some Earth, Wind and Fire on September 1st. Although technically, hey, make a note. We got to actually play it on September 21st since this is the 21st night of September. So we got to. For the people who are watching the simulcast of the syndicated radio show that does not have the license to play the music, they're like, what is going on here? It's Earth, Wind & Fire. September, you got you to play it because it's September 1st. Also, is this not one of the most like awesome bands ever? I mean, yeah. for real, dude. Like, I will break this. I will break out some Earth, Wind & Fire during like a backyard barbecue. Like, I rotate that into my playlist and my kids are like, okay, yeah, this, is, this song's pretty jamming. This is pretty cool. So my oldest actually digs them now. So there you go. I actually, I, I attribute it to my, uh, my stepdad because he would play records every Sunday and he'd play everything. Earth, Wind & Fire. He played everything Motown, everything. So speaking of some entertainment, one of my greatest joys is when I see like copyright stuff expire after a hundred some odd years because of the crazy stuff that happens with the more famous uh, properties like Winnie the Pooh. Have you guys heard about this? So Winnie the Pooh, there's an, they, the copyright, we, you have to be careful. You can't put a red shirt on him. So the copyright protection still exists for the red-shirted Winnie the Pooh, but you could do basically a, yell, a yellow bear eating honey and all that stuff. So there's some people who've had a lot of fun with it. And now that you, know, you can use Winnie the Pooh, not red-shirted, in a number of different things, they created an actual horror film called Winnie the Pooh blood and honey play some of the trailer because i am fascinated by this spooky stuff happening right you know now. you're the first person i ever shown this place to um, why am i so special they're in a hundred acre wood we'll super scary woods you should be close now we're not going to find them we will mm. Pooh, piglet eeyore we were friends for many years and they're out there so Christopher Robin abandoned them, and they're really mad, and they got a—they've got a uh, a grudge against them. We need to leave now. I really need to find out what's happening. They're coming in for payback. So Winnie the Pooh entered public domain back in February, and so the original Winnie the Pooh character from AA AA uh, Milne's uh, book—it's like 1926, I think it was. Yeah, it was 1926. The original character without the red shirt is what entered public domain. But then changes to the character after that with the red shirt, etc. That is still copyrighted. So that's there was a really interesting piece that I was reading how public is public domain because this there are copyright limitations of public domain works. So that's what I mean, like no red shirt. You got to, you know, but it's it's called the unprotected poo. It's hysterical. So I'm actually totally going to watch this movie. I'm totally going to watch it, right? I think I'm, mm-hmm. Now, one other thing, you want to subscribe to the newsletter because one of the things I'm going to start doing beginning next week is I've watched every scary movie out there and I'm going to think, I think I'm going to make a list of my favorite scary movies, like the best ones because there's, so we need better scary movies out there. I love scary movies. They relax me. I watch them and I'm like, hmm, life isn't so stressful. I'm going to go to sleep now. Oh, I feel so relaxed. 
So like the exorcist, it's like you could be spider walking down the stairs and like all like your skin could look bad and you could be like vomiting blood or and, and goo all over the room. But you're not. So, you know, take comfort in that. Anyway, so I'll make a list and I'm going to send that out as part of a newsletter for subscribers. So you can find it over at Substack chapter and verse. I like knowing exactly where my tasty, delicious meat comes from. And with Moink, that place is small family farms all across America. From farm direct to your dining table, Moink gives you access to the freshest, sustainably sourced meat and fish. Moink is dedicated to helping save rural America. Join the Moink movement today. The Moink difference is one that you can taste and feel good knowing that you're helping family farms stay financially independent. Moink delivers grass-fed and grass-finished beef and lamb, pastured pork and chicken, and sustainable wild-caught Alaskan salmon straight to your door. Shark Tank host Kevin O'Leary called Moink's bacon the best bacon he's ever tasted, and Ring Doorbell founder Jamie Siminoff jumped at the chance to invest in Moink. Keep America farming by signing up at moinkbox.com slash Dana right now and get free filet mignon for a year. That's one year of the best filet mignon you'll ever taste. Spelled M-O-I-N-K box.com slash Dana. That's moinkbox.com slash Dana. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. It's time for Florida Man. This dude is a creepy creeperson. So on August 16th, Helmuth Kolb. Helmuth is his name. Is Hell a nickname for him? Anyway, he allegedly tried to purchase a girl from her parents for $100,000 at a grocery store. This is so gross. It was a minor. She was at a Winn-Dixie grocery store. He approached the parent and tried to make a deal, according to Port Orange Police Department. He told the child's mother how pretty she was, followed them to the parking lot, where he yelled at the mother before offering $100,000. He is a registered sexual offender. Oh, my gosh. They are still investigating it. The parents obviously called police. He was arrested and taken to Volusia County Branch Jail, and he's on probation for similar issues already. He was told he couldn't have any more contact with with minors. He said that they said Mr. Kolb should have simply stuck to grocery shopping. And this is not the first time he tried this. In 2018, he tried to buy an eight-year-old for $200,000 in a Walmart. Why is he alive? Right. Child predators should be immediately put to death. Why is he alive? Seriously. That's like death penalty. You're done. Your case is over. You lose. You're convicted. Drag him out to the back. Boom. Done. I just, I no tolerance for this. You, we, we perpetuate this stuff by, by tolerating it, by not removing these people off planet Earth. Just, there's no, I'm sorry, there's no rehabilitation for that. A DoorDash driver is accused of stealing an Amazon package. The sad, the, the thing is, is it was the same person who delivered the Amazon package it, and the DoorDash driver. They're both the same person. So, after they, the DoorDash employee, he had dropped off apparently an order earlier from Amazon and then came back with a DoorDash order and <laughs> stole the package. And this is of uh, Kissimmee, Florida. And it's all on camera. Polk County Sheriff's Office said it was a crime of opportunity. And they got the uh, guy's uh, license plate, this tag number license plate, all that stuff. He told authorities that he took it as a prank, but now he faces a charge of burglary and petty theft. So you can't be doing stuff like that. That's no. Uh, this Florida man, he's I noticed in his mugshot, he's got like a, he, he chucked pizza at a senior and he got charged with a felony. 
It looks like he's got stitches in the middle of his forehead on his mugshot. Clearwater man was charged with two felonies for throwing pizza at a person 65 years or older during an argument Sunday afternoon. Pinellas County Sheriff's Office, Kyle Bartholomus, 44 of Clear... That guy's 44? He's 44? How is this guy 44? He looks 74, 64, 74? Dude is not 44. Them some lies. Sorry. The woman told him to lower his voice because he was drinking and taking Xanax and he was real loud. And they got into an argument and a third person intervened, separating Bartholomew and the woman with whom he was arguing. And Bartholomew continued to argue and then he started throwing stuff out of his freezer at the victim. And they also grabbed a piece of pizza and threw it at a third person, hitting them in the chest. And because they were 65 or older, that's a special charge. It's kind of wild, isn't it? Like you, if if Kane, if he threw the pizza at you, yeah. I mean, maybe you could say it's. It'd be a misdemeanor. Is that is it though? I mean, a, were you? Wouldn't it be assault? Were you murdered? Like I even don't know. if you spit on somebody or throw water. Well, on if them, you spit on someone, that's nasty. Te- well, sure it is, but technically that's assault. I mean, I get it. Well, there's assault and battery. I think there's like you know legal difference with with certain things. Anyway, long story short, uh, he got in a lot of trouble. His criminal record includes charges of DUI. Resisting, aggravated battery, blah blah blah, crack cocaine, trespass. I mean, he's got a lot. So if he's, it was a stupid veggie pizza, I'd prosecute. If he threw a veggie pizza, if yeah. he had a veggie pizza, I think I would give him an extra charge. Yeah, exactly. You prosecute. know, for just having crap pizza. It's not real pizza. That's like fullest extent of the that's law. vegetables pretending to be a pizza. That's not pizza. It's not real. Uh, let's see. Last quick, last quick headline. Florida woman punched a manager who wouldn't sell her alcohol. When she was arrested, she told the cops, yeah, arrest me because I hit her. Okay. It was in Silver Springs, Circle K. She, uh, I mean, she does look old enough to buy liquor, but she wouldn't produce the uh, ID. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Texas Congressman Lance Gooden joins me to explain how our government and various charities are actually aiding and abetting the human trafficking across our border. I'm Sarah Carter. On the latest Sarah Carter Show, Gooden will also tell us which charities are doing the most harm. And I have a lot to say about how the FBI is getting more and more partisan and why that is very dangerous for our nation. Join us. Follow the Sarah Carter Show at Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.